Welcome to the Your Story Matters podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mason City Schools, where we celebrate and learn from our community stories. We're so glad you've joined us today. This is Tracy Carson, Mason City Schools Public Information Officer, and I'm here with Jeff Schlager, Mason High School School Psychologist and beloved advisor of our SIBS group, our high school student mentoring and connection team. Thanks so much for being here, Jeff. Tracy, thanks so much for having me. Um, I, real quickly, I'm humbled to be chosen for this. I've listened to them all and love them. And I just want to let you know how thankful I am to you and Mr. Cooper and really all our district leaders for keeping us all connected at this unprecedented time. Oh, well, thank you, Jeff. We are grateful and we certainly um, have felt the spirit of a community coming together. So. You, you mentioned it, we are right in the middle of this kind of new reality of our COVID-19 where all the sure. things that we thought were, were the way school was are now different. And I just wanted to start out and ask, you know, how are you doing? Thanks, um, I, I'm doing okay. I, I think one of the main things I tell really anyone is we have to start with honesty. I mean, I'm, I'm not doing 100% great all the time, I'm healthy. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm healthy, that my family of five is healthy, that we have a house with some space that we can all come together, but also <laughs> have our separate times when communicated that that's needed. So I miss everyone, but um, managing, staying active and managing. You know, I, I'm grateful that you said that because I think it's so true. We're and that's what part of these podcasts have been about is that mm -hmm. we don't have to always. Uh, I mean, it, there's an importance of being brave, but sometimes being brave is also admitting that when we're not okay, and and knowing. Um, you know, I keep thinking, and I'm sure you've been thinking a lot about, and I know so many people in our community and certainly our administrators and teachers have been thinking about that class of 2020 and how yeah. for the very same things that you've just pointed out you know they <laughs> we know if if you're if we're fortunate and blessed enough to still to be healthy if we're fortunate and blessed enough to have you know a roof over our head and food on our table um, you know, we, we acknowledge that gratitude, but it, we also acknowledge that there still is loss and people are experiencing loss. And so, you know, I, I know in your, in all that you do as part of our comic culture, you build such meaningful relationships with kids. How, have, how have you been, I, I'm sure there've been some have, who've been, you've been reaching out to and who've been reaching out to you. What are some of the things that you've been thinking of, particularly for our comets in that class of 2020? Right, Thank, thanks for saying those words. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if everyone knows this, but I actually have a senior this year just at Lakota East. So um, I've certainly been experiencing the personal side of that, of Alana missing her senior rowing season and and all that goes with that. But also, you know, I, I do have some real strong connections with our senior class. There are about 70 um, senior SIBs who I've been in communication with throughout in different ways. And it's, it's hard. Um, it's hard watching something get taken. And I think that Part of it is perspective that yes, 
you know, people are going through some pretty traumatic losses, health, you know, death, uh, on and on. But along with perspective, there's the, the honesty that, and I've, I've preached this in my 19 years that at Mason that, you know, your, your crisis is your reality. So everyone grieving something, um, and it's not really anyone's job to rank who's grieving more or whose grief is, you know, outweighs someone else. We're all grieving some loss for the seniors. My heart just has been pouring out to them because I want to be with them. I mean, we all do, you know, our teachers are missing our, our staff are missing them. The parents missing the awards and all of that. But, um, I think just trying our best to, to stay connected, stay positive with them. Um, and we'll celebrate them. I mean, it might be delayed. We, it might, will. No, we will. Yeah, we will. I know you and uh, your wife, Kathy, also have mm-hmm. a grad, uh, you know, who was at college. And I've been thinking <laughs> yeah. about that, too, <laughs> because that is a real navigating. You know, when kids leave our nest and they go off and they embrace this kind of new adulthood that has new routines, that has new um, everything. We're always so excited to see them and they're excited to see us when they come home. But but this is different now. And I think there are probably a lot of parents in your in in and <laughs> and uh, young adults in that camp, too. How is that going? Good question. It's go. I would say much like I said earlier, honesty is good. It's overall it's going very well. It really is. Um, I yeah. picked up Ashley at Ohio State. She's a resident advisor there. Um, I picked her up for spring break and then a week later we we turned around went back and cleared out her room which was just the most and not uh, expecting no no it was just a very weird feeling um and again uh, it you know not to get too deep into this but the girl is turning 21 here in a couple weeks so you're (laughs) like you said you're at college you have all these expectations for how you're going to celebrate things and now you're home. So, and it's not like we can say, oh, well, you know, go escape with your friends tonight. So, um, we're managing that. It's going a lot better than, than maybe I initially thought it was going to go. Um, that's probably a tribute to her more than anyone, but they're still doing online classes. She's still checking in a little bit with some of her residents, um, and keeping busy. So it's going it's going well. It's a very, that is one of the <laughs> think on your feet, unexpected results of all of this, but it's going rather yeah, well. Yeah. I know um, when I've seen some even comets uh, who I, I know are in that position uh, for, you know, who've graduated now, I think moms and dads are excited uh, to have them, but, but we do all start to have new things and it is just one of the um there there are blessings but it's also real that we've re-navigated some of that and some of this 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 time period is giving us that opportunity to evaluate what we want to keep what we're ready to let go of in the future and so i think a lot of people are having those um those kinds of conversations with, uh, you know, we, we miss the family that are extended. I know I'm missing being able to see my, you know, 90 year old grandma is really oh, hard yeah. for me right now. Yeah. And I know so many people are of that, but it doesn't also minimize that 
for some of our families, we sometimes may feel a little too close at times too. And so it's just being honest about that, I think. For sure. 100%. So I happen to know that you're a Hoosier like me. <laughs> and uh, yep. and I just, you know, would love to know a little bit about how, your background and how you landed in Mason. Good question. Um, you said we only have a half hour, so I'll try to be. Um, but um, I actually grew up in New Jersey uh, for the most part, ages 6 to 18. I, most of my schooling or 7 18 were, was in New Jersey. Both parents are from this area originally. They both went to Woodward High School in different years um, in Cincinnati Public Schools. And I just didn't. I mean, I have some ties to the East Coast, but I really always felt more Midwestern. And I ended up in Indiana really because um, I was looking at a journalism, uh, majoring in journalism. So you and I have a lot in common. And yes, I just wanted Midwest, wanted close to Cincinnati, wanted journalism. And real quick um, side, I actually was a huge, well, I've always been a huge sports fan. I was raised to be a Syracuse fan because my father went there. And when Syracuse lost to Indiana in the basketball championship, I was in high school. So when my guidance counselor recommended I apply to Indiana, that was kind of like, no, I'm not touching that place. They're the bad guys. <laughs> but I ended up there. Now I brag about that title, which sadly is our last one. Um, yeah. But that's, I ended up there and then um, met my wife, Kathy, at IU at Indiana went to Toledo for grad school after changing um, career or majors to psychology. I guess I'm skipping a quick step. I graduated, worked in the field, worked in um, psychiatric hospitals for a couple years, realized through all that work that I really love teenagers. We can talk more about that later, but that was my age. So I ended up working in a residential facility in Valparaiso, Indiana and then applied and got into grad school for school psychology at Toledo <laughs> and kind of worked my way down 75. I knew I wanted to be back in the Cincy area. My first school psychology job was at Mad River, which is by the Air Force Base in Dayton. Yeah. And two years into that job, I was in multiple schools. I did like it, but I was in three schools, which a lot of school psychologists find themselves doing. And um, Sharon Rickey, who's a legend in our field, lives in Cincinnati, called me one day and said, Mason High School is, they're really getting big and they're going to hire, they're looking to hire a full-time high school psychologist. Would you be interested? I think it would be right up your alley. And um, I met with then, a lot of people will remember this name, then Principal Amy Spiker. And oh, yes. enjoyed my interview sessions with her. And one thing led to another and here I am. That was I was hired in the summer of 01, and I'm still here. Wow. Well, Mason's changed a lot uh, since then, but boy, we are glad that um, you were, you've been part of so much growth in that. And of course, when you do a shout out to a person who hired you like Amy, we know that was a successful one. So, Thank you. you know, I, I think it is a school psychologist is such a, and I love the blending of your background. And I know there are, there are so many things that you personally draw on. Who was the person who saw you in school? Because you're that person for a lot of kids. Who was the person who saw you? That's very sweet. Uh, two people. Um, 
I had a guidance counselor named Thelma Bornheimer who really reeled me in. She, um, I, I've blogged about this and so I don't want to take up too much time, but she really helped me. I was one of those, I had friends, but I was kind of a socially, socially isolated kid through middle and high school a bit. Um, and she just really guided me as did my assistant principal, um, Mr. Fever back in the day, who I just reconnected with during this pandemic, <laughs> um, oh. which is really cool. It, it's, See, there's that. Yeah. What an amazing a silver lining, you know, yeah. to, to take this time to, to do that. That's so yeah, cool. He had my back for sure. <laughs> um, and when I say he had my back, That's I wasn't awesome. a troublemaker, but I, you know, I had a couple questionable things I did in high school that he helped me through, but he also helped me as a, um, a student who was a lower moderate income student, like with uh, school lunch plan, things like that. He really understood that through the field trips and the college applying and really helped me out um, navigating mm. that. So those two, I would say. Um, and then finally, if I, if I may, one of my favorite teachers um, was a history teacher who's a lot like personality wise, like Vance Reed. Just a guy who's just oh. in front of kids, connects with everybody. I went back and talked to him years after I graduated. And <clears throat> what would get, what's probably gonna hopefully not choke me up too much right now, but about eight to 10 years ago, we found out he actually uh, took his life. And it, oh and it just goodness. shocked me to a core. Um, it even drove, yeah. drove me more so to be, um, to do the work with, you know, speaking out. Uh, on the forefront proactively to prevent suicide. So those are my three. Um, I'm so um, sorry that you, you know, had to, you found out that this person who was so important in your life, you know, died by suicide. And yet I can see where your heart was already um, very much connected to the idea of saying something and how we stay connected. Right. But I appreciate you sharing how that became even more of a call to action for you. Thank you. When you had this person that I think that's one of the things that we learn about suicide, right? Is mm -hmm. that it doesn't often occur to us that someone who looks on the outside uh, very outgoing and happy and all those things can be hurting so much on the inside. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I wonder, uh, you, you talked, um, about, you know, that you kind of made, uh, some pivots along the way. And one of the things that I've often thought is important for kids to know is that, you know, we, we do we all make mistakes and it's how we how we come back and it sounds like this assistant principal helped you yes. know that are there you know wh what are some of those things that you tell kids when they're facing that situation <laughs> when they're facing thoughts of suicide or just facing making mistakes or just facing where they they've messed you know some they've messed up yeah. and um and how do i come back from that and i think even today it feels even harder sometimes for kids to come back when it you know we have social it feels that pressure of always being on right so you know how do i come back when i've messed up i think as much as i can i just share pieces of my story 
and have uh, encourage other adults to share pieces of their story because I don't walk around knowing, remembering, or broadcasting what my high school or college grade point was or, um, you know, there we all have ups and we all have lulls. And I think it's important um, to have grit to, to learn, you know, that we are going to have some adversity and it's okay to be honest about it. It's okay to reach out at any level and to anyone. Um, and to me, that's the most important. I, I That's one of the things I work with the most at, at the high school is that feeling that you need to be perfect, that you're constantly being judged against everybody else. And um, we actually just had a speaker come to our school that you helped set up a couple months ago, um, Kate Fagan, who really talked about the transition of that whole world and then to college where there's still that competitive nature, but suddenly you're trying to figure out how to define yourself, redefine yourself in this new world um, with a different definition of competitiveness. So I think it's just really important to focus on the best you that you can be and what you want to do. Agree. And, and, and as adults, we are still grappling with it too, you know? And so I think that is a part of it. I, you know, I, I was thinking even with, um, in this, in this time of remote learning, I've watched, uh, people, you know, they're just doing so, you know, there are, you know, teachers and folks, they've got, you know, three kids of their own that they're trying and they're, do everyone is working so hard. And I know our families are feeling that pressure of, you know, they're both, you know, parents are working and trying to, you know, share Wi-Fi yeah. with, you know, kids who are also, and to give ourselves the grace of going, you're doing you just, just fine right <laughs> you know um it's okay yes so i know that this is a particularly meaning time meaningful time for you and and for me too as we celebrate passover mm -hmm. and of course this year our seder tables are a whole lot emptier um and just talk maybe a little bit about kind of what maybe what passover means to you, but also maybe how your family is, is, is celebrating, commemorating during this time when we normally would be together and big, you know, with, cause that's part of it is bringing everybody in and welcoming, you know, everyone into our homes, including Elijah, yeah. who, you know, now we'd say, sorry, yeah, six get feet, out. Buddy. Yeah. Too, too close. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Passover, which began, um, well, Wednesday night, um, the eighth, it's always been my favorite holiday. And, and as a kid, I, I've always been Jewish, but we didn't really grow up with many traditions. Um, my parents were divorced and we didn't go to the temple. So it's something I really found in adulthood. Passover is my favorite because there are so many, I get the meaning of it without going through the whole story. Because I, I just under, it's something I can comprehend. <laughs> I get the meaning. You know, our people were slaves in Egypt thousands of years ago. We escaped with some divine intervention and it's just, it's so me. I love all the, the symbols of Passover, like the Seder plate. There's so many different foods we put on it. So we in the past have gone to very good friends houses. Um, our friends are, we have some very close friends in the area who are like kind of like the family we choose for ourselves. 
we also have hosted many extended family um and usually you have two nights so one night as you know one night you know we've done a friend's thing another night we've done a family thing and we got to get we the five of us <laughs> kind of had a family meeting if you will um a couple nights ago and, and i said look you know this isn't competitive we're not going to look for the the most amazing passover the most amazing seder to put all over the internet what do you guys want what, what's a good compromise because we were kind of like look we we're not feeling like the zoom passover we might do that the second night which i think we are planning to do something like that tonight but for the first night what, what do you guys want and they it surprised me tracy because everyone was like we just want to unplug we just want to you know be together um do we have a reading that's a family friendly one so there are there are tales of passover seders lasting four hours there are hours. long, long ours ones, was yeah. about I have my own i've written and it's we do not do long yeah. in, in the Carson. Yeah, I think it was an hour to 90 minutes, including some relaxation conversations. But it was, yeah. you know, we had actually picked up some brisket from City Barbecue, bless them. And we made the rest of the food ourselves. Perfect. And um, it went really well. It's, it's, And another reason I like the holidays is that really almost everything you do requires thought and commitment. So, you know, you're not supposed to eat anything leaven so any bread any you know so there are different um interpretations of judaism and again not competitive where people clean out all those items from their house um we have not done a full cleaning of that most years and we certainly we kept our stock we donated some but we kept our stock and what we have this year and we're just doing our best to um at least for lunch and dinner <laughs> um go unleavened not eat anything that might even be close to breaded or or of that type yeah i i love you sharing um and 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 of course similarly every you know there are so many different just like there are lots of different um uh types of uh you, you know christians who practice <laughs> christianity on different in different mm -hmm. ways uh, Muslims who practice, uh, you know, Islam in different ways, Jews, obviously same, you know, lots of different, uh, and doesn't make one or better. We tend in my house as well, uh, to be, a, I would say, um, you know, a little more casual with some of the, the religious parts, but I feel the same way about Passover and I have a lot of the same memories. And for me, it always is really a lot about family. And so I have, um, I have struggled a little bit because it is just uh, that it's just the two of us in my yeah, little, your in my son little house. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, yeah. yeah. So you know we are doing um, of, we are doing some virtual, um, but I I have also really loved and appreciated my uh, my grandma who right. I mentioned earlier. She um, has such a great, wonderful spirit about uh, you know all of this, and she we she was social distancing even probably a week before the governor's um, directives about schools. She lives in Indiana. So it's been a long time since she's had someone, you know, like my uncle opens the door and hands grocery, you know, leaves groceries in her garage and then she picks them. So, you know, just thinking about that. But we've kind of said as a family that we're willing to, you know, we, we know that that um, people that when we have time to get together, we're going to get together, you know, so if it's in 
July, that's okay. And I, I, I love that, um, you know, we can commemorate in this kind of virtual way or, or like you said, taking time and really being meaningful with it. But I hope like it's kind of the same way that I hope for all the celebrations and important things that people have, that we give ourselves the the grace to say, if, if it's something important and meaningful for us, we can recreate it in a time when it's safe to do so, when we aren't in a place of doing social distancing. And um, and hopefully and hopefully that time is coming. Right. Soon. And you touched on earlier, taking this time to reprioritize. And it's really been about, if I've really had some nice phone calls and we all joke as adults, like, remember the, we used to talk through these things. Um, but just you yeah. know, talking and reconnecting um, to some distant cousins, to my parents who both live far away in different parts of the, the country, my sister. Um, but some of it's just kind of fun. We've had a weekly Zoom call with uh, some of my freshmen, my best friends from freshman year at Indiana. And it's like the same time every week. We just get, so that's been nice, just prioritizing, you know, and how we're going to keep all this going when we're back to normal, whatever normal looks like but just prioritizing um, that's right you know who you really want to spend that time with and, and reach out to and call well i i love that and i think it is the it is the call to action that we have is to 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 think about what are the things that we did find during yes. this time um, not just the things that we lost and if we can think about the things that we found and to try to keep those things i i that's going to be my uh i'll ask you to hold me accountable to that to. and um and because that's what i want to want to keep doing so uh, you know what are you most proud of when it comes to mason city schools wow um i there are many things what am i most proud of i think just the culture and the way that we have been inclusive and empathetic we and and we've stayed together we i think the ways that we really try our darn best to just have everyone feel included to make the place feel smaller it is a community and i don't live in it i live in liberty township but i just feel like mason's my home it just really feels connected and so many and i miss that people one of my sibs asked me yesterday on a Zoom or a group call, like, what do you miss the most, Schlegs? And I, I was like, I just miss the the un the natural interaction where I'd walk through the hall and just check on people, um, you know, not scheduled, just people I knew, just seeing people and, and communicating. So that the, the way that we, as the largest high school in the in the state, feel very intimate and connected and caring is probably my proudest thing. Hmm. Jeff, what brings you joy? Wow, Tracy. Uh, connection. I, I'm, that's my personality. I think just knowing that I've made a difference, that I've maybe influenced people to make differences for other people, that gets me a lot of joy. When I hear stories and see stories, even the last week of, um, I've even seen some stories of, of students, high school students writing like, their mentors, their sibs, not just current ones, but ones in college. And they're sharing with me, here's a kid I had last year who's reaching out to me and saying how something I said last year helped them through this time. That brings me joy. Um, my family, my dog has been oh, 
he's been a savior. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just knowing to, that I can get up every day and, and be looking to have a few grateful things. You know, I may not know what they are when I wake up, but, but by the time I end my day, I want to be able to say, okay, these two or three things were meaningful and impactful. Well, I love those. I, I think all of that, that connection piece is the thread that, that goes through it. And we are so grateful for how you, that, um, you kind of uh, are a thread for others too, that in connecting them and, and keeping, keeping those connections, even in a time when we're not physically together. We always end the podcast with a um, kind of an either or question. And this one, um, I know that you also love oh, music. So I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna oh, really put oh. you on the spot and say, favorite musician and I happen to be picking two of your favorites so you can always just ignore the question and just tell me no <laughs> if you don't but I'm gonna say Billy Joel oh you did your research um okay I'm gonna answer this but I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna do if I can meet one famous person it would be Bono the lead singer of U2 I just feel because of his uh, civil yeah, rights yeah, yeah. social justice I have a dream that I retire from Mason and, and there's Bono singing something to me. But musically, it's <laughs> Billy Joel. Billy Joel is the songwriter yeah. of, of really my life. I mean, it just any moment in my life, up, down, there's a Billy Joel song to do it. I'm hoping that he's still on for, actually 9-11 is when he's scheduled to come to Great American Ballpark. I have my tickets. So I, I love that man. I, he's, I'd have to pick him, but I want to meet Bonner. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> I love that way. That was a fantastic way to answer that question. And of course, it's a fantastic opportunity to sit down with you, Jeff. Thank you so much for all that you do and all that you're doing this doing during this very, um, you know, different time. But yet, it does show us more than ever we do still need all the same connections and i just appreciate you so thanks for thank joining you tracy us and like i said to me i so much appreciate all you do to connect all of us so thank you for doing this we've reached the end of one of our stories it's goodbye for now thanks for listening to the mason city schools your story matters podcast where we believe every unique story deserves an audience if you know of someone who has a great story to tell email Carson T at MasonOhioSchools.com. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more of our community stories.